0: Hi, this is David and Barbie Cooper. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's always a privilege to share this time with you. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. And for more information and resources to help you grow in your walk with the Lord, go to com. Thank you for your generous support. It helps the ministry greatly. Today, we're gonna to talk about the sacrifice of praise that the writer of Hebrews tells us we should offer to God continually. The great author C.S. Lewis wrote, praise is inner health made audible. Praise is the healthiest attitude we can express. Praise to God is the answer to depression, hopelessness, and fear. So the word of God tells us here in Hebrews chapter 12, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Verses 15 and 16 of Hebrews 13. What an incredible passage teaching us how to live a healthy life. Praise is the healthiest attitude. We all always talk about the power of attitude and the attitude of gratitude, but living with an attitude, an outlook, a perspective on life, of giving praise to God is the healthiest of all attitudes. Well, there's some great things we learn about the power of praise in this passage before us today. First of all, praise honors God. He says, through Jesus, therefore, let us offer to God a sacrifice of praise. So praise is going upward to God. It is getting our minds off of this world and our thoughts off of the things around us and getting us to think about things above us. Praise is directed to God Himself. We sing to the Lord. We offer praise to God. We tell God, Thank you. The same way they express gratitude to one another for the gifts we give each other and the help we give each other. Praise is giving God thanks, honor, and glory for who He is and what He has done and what He is doing. So we praise God, first of all, because of Jesus. We praise God through Jesus. He says, Through Jesus. Through what Jesus has done for us, through Jesus' death on the cross for our sins, through Jesus' redemption of our souls, through Jesus' love for us, through Jesus, our High Priest. That is a theme of Hebrews. That we're always coming to God through Jesus. Jesus said in John fourteen and six, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me." It is through Jesus that we enter heaven. It is through Jesus that we pray. It is through Jesus that we worship. It is through what Jesus has done for us in saving us and redeeming us that we can now offer God. It is through Jesus that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain God's mercy and find grace to help in time of need, Hebrews 4 and 16 tells us. So praise honors God, but we come to God through Jesus. We don't come through our own perfection, which none of us are perfect. We don't come through religion because religion can't save us. We don't come through some good works or offering some tithes and offerings thinking we can buy our way into the presence of God. We come to God through Jesus and what he has done for us and what he does for us today as our high priest. And we learn here that praise is a sacrificial offering to God for his blessings And the word sacrifice appears here. Now, in the Old Testament, they had certain sacrifices that they used in worship, but all those sacrifices really pointed to the sacrifice of Jesus at Calvary. In the Old Testament, when worshipers brought a sacrifice and offering, it's the sacrifice is kind of a substitution for the worshiper. Instead of offering ourselves on an altar, we offer an offering, which is an expression of our personal dedication to God of our personal commitment to Jesus as Lord. So here we learn that praise is a sacrifice. It's a spiritual offering. We don't offer the types of sacrifices that were used in the ancient world, but we offer spiritual sacrifices to God. And here we learn that praise to God is a sacrifice pleasing to Him. And we're thanking God for His blessings. And when you focus on the blessings of God in your life every day, continually, it'll motivate you to praise God. This is why the psalmist David wrote so many psalms. These are songs of worship. The word psalm means a song of worship and praise because he was always thinking about how God was blessing him. He thought a lot about the goodness of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God and the forgiveness of God and the presence of God. And because his mind was on the Lord, these songs came out of his heart. He expresses praise to God for his blessings so poignantly in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget his benefits, who forgives all of your sins, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. And it's when we think about the blessings and benefits of grace that our attitude becomes positive and that we thank God throughout the day. And it's when we look around us and we look at all the problems or we start complaining about what we don't have or we get envious of somebody else and say, why are they more blessed than me? When we get jealous of what somebody else has that we lose our focus on how good God is to each one of us and how God has blessed us. That we That's when we develop the the attitude of complaining and we lose that spirit of praise. But when you focus on the blessings of God in your life every day, it'll motivate you to offer to God continually a sacrifice of praise and most importantly for Jesus and for what he has done for us by saving us and redeeming us Well, the second truth we learn here from Hebrews, the 12th chapter, is that praise is a wit. Sorry, I said the 12th. It's the 13th. The second truth we learn here from the writer of Hebrews is that praise is a witness to others. So he says, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name, that profess the name of Jesus. Now, you know, we become Christians when we believe in our hearts and confess or profess, either word means the same thing, Jesus is Savior. Remember Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Acts 1, verse 8, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Well, a witness is somebody who professes Jesus. Worship is a witness to others. It's not just a way to honor God and bless God and a way really to create joy in our own hearts. When people hear us worshiping God and blessing God and being grateful It is a witness to them of the reality of grace in our lives. A lot of people today aren't very positive. They aren't very happy. A lot of complaining going on. But when they see God's people worshiping, when they come to a worship service and hear us singing praise to God, or they see us pause for a moment of prayer and gratitude over a meal, worship itself is a powerful witness to others of the grace that we have in Jesus and it makes people want in on that. They want to know why you're so happy, why you're not so worried, why you're so grateful. That becomes a moment to tell them of the hope you have in Christ and that Jesus really is the song in our souls. Power of singing, the power of praise, the power of gratitude is a witness to others that the gospel of Jesus is real and that in Christ we have found life and we have found it more abundantly. People of hope and people of faith and people of love, they're the people who praise God and worship God and are grateful, even sometimes through the most difficult times. You know, the story of Job is maybe one of the most well-known stories of the Bible. He's synonymous with suffering. The story of Job who suffered so much, nearly everything you can imagine, economic Loss, death in the family, personal illness. His wife had a crisis of faith. He had every problem you can imagine happen to him. And maybe some of you feel that way today, that you're living through Job's experience. And he struggled like everybody else. He was down at times. He questioned God. He didn't understand everything going on. But in all of it, though, he kept his faith. And it's interesting something that he says in Job 35 and 10, that God gives songs in the night. Even in the darkest night, the darkest seasons of life, the most difficult seasons of life, God gives a song in the night. And that's the power of worship. It was in the book of Acts where we read the story of Paul and Silas when they were arrested for preaching the gospel. We went to the city of Philippi and they went there because Paul had a vision from an angel in a dream one night. So they changed their plans. They went to the city of Philippi in Greece and they started telling people about Jesus and holding services. They were in the center of God's will, but they got arrested. They got put in prison. In fact, they chained them up. The Bible says in Acts 16, verse 30 and 31, at midnight they sang praise to God and they prayed. There was an earthquake and that's when the Philippian jailers asked them, what must we do to be saved? Whatever they were singing about, they were singing about Jesus. They were singing about salvation because he came to them and said, what must I do to be saved? I want in on it. It was their worship that's when they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved in your household. And he took them home from the prison, bandaged their wounds, had all of his family come over in the middle of the night, his neighbors, and said, tell everyone about Jesus. And there's a miracle of household salvation. But what was the witness? They weren't preaching sermons there. They were singing songs. They were singing praise. And that's what praise is. It is a sermon. It's a sermon set to music. They were singing about Jesus, and their worship became a witness. Anybody that could sing in prison instead of complain like everybody else was in the prison must have something nobody else in the prison had. It becomes a powerful witness to others, the joy that we have and the praise that we give to God. Even the most difficult times, and people will want in on the blessings of God when they hear His worship. Well the third truth we learn here in Hebrews is that praise makes us generous. The writer tells us, "And do not forget to do good." So you're worshiping God, you're giving praise to God, but worship goes outward as well as upward. Do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices God is pleased. And he means helping people financially, share with them in their needs, their actual physical needs. That's what he's talking about here, the generosity of giving, and here we learn that financial giving is worship. It's a sacrifice to God when we give our tithes and offerings in the house of God, when we help someone in need. That's an act of worship to God. God receives our giving as worship. That's why Proverbs chapter three, verse nine says, honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor is worship. That's what worship is, showing honor and praise to God. So when we're grateful to God, we become generous. The more grateful we are to God for his blessings, the more generous we will become with his blessings. It's easy to give your money away when you realize it's not your money. It was given to you It was a blessing from God. It changes the way we look at things. Instead of owning things and possessing things and trusting things, we see even our financial provisions as a gift from God. Our physical health is a gift from God. A lot of people don't have that today. Our talents and abilities are gifts from God. When we realize everything we have, we have received. It was a blessing from God. When we know that and we're grateful to God for our talents and our abilities and our health and our finances, when we are grateful, we will naturally become generous. When people are generous, it's because they have a grateful heart. People that aren't grateful are never generous. They're stingy. They're misers. They hold on to everything. They look out for themselves first and foremost because they're not grateful. They take everything for granted. But when we are grateful to God and bless Him and honor Him, you see, the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 17, every good, not some, not most, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Heavenly Father. When you realize everything in your life is a gift from God, it will turn you outward in generosity toward others. And just as God has so graciously given us all things, we naturally then Become godly like God, and we give freely to others. Proverbs eleven twenty five is one of my life passages, one of my life verses in the Bible. A generous person will be richly blessed. He who refreshes others will himself or herself be refreshed. Jesus said in Luke chapter six verse thirty eight, "Give, and it will be given to you; a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over." Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six through eight, Paul the apostle said, "Remember this." Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. For God loves a cheerful giver. For God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that at all times, in every way, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. The word abound means to increase to the point that it's overflowing. It's like filling a, a glass with water up to the brim, and then it just spills over. That's what abounding means, that God will give you all things in an abundant way. In 2 Corinthians 9, verse 11, Paul says, may God make you rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. When God makes you rich, when God blesses you, when God provides as his children, he's doing it so that we can also be generous to others. What a great, healthy, holy, and positive way to live. Let us therefore offer unto our God continually the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, that give thanks to his name. Let's join together in prayer. Let's all offer a prayer of gratitude. Lord, today we pause in light of the word of God we've heard to give you praise and blessing and glory for every good and perfect gift we enjoy. Father, may your generosity flow through us to bless others in Jesus' name. Thank you for sharing this time with me today. I want to encourage you to follow me on social media, on Instagram, and also our church, Mount Parent Church. Let's get connected and share the ministry with others. Get everybody as connected as you can. Share the Dig Deep Bible study as well as we learn so much from the Word of God. It's a great way to help others grow in their faith. Sunday is coming. I'm looking forward to seeing you worship here. We've got a great day planned this week. Looking forward to seeing everybody in church. And always remember to invite someone to go to church with you. I want to thank you for your generous and faithful partnership in ministry and pray that you have an incredible day. I trust the message has been an encouragement to you today. Remember to follow us on social media and connect with us at MountPerrin.com. I'll see you right here next week for a fresh message from God's Word.